Today we have an action thriller for you. It's got everything that makes a great literary thriller. High stakes on a global scale, dastardly villains in power positions, heroes on the ground risking life and limb for a higher cause, chaos and destruction of property. The author of this thriller, which has already topped various bestseller charts, Maryland's 8th District Representative Jamie Raskin. It's the January 6th Report on Book of the Day. I think about it the more i like the fact that we're just going to ignore these dumb npr people we're book, we're book of the day <laughs> we're book of the day yeah i know Nobody else is book of the day. <laughs> if you want to be book of the day be better than this <laughs> you know i was going to start the show here but i've actually might start it a few seconds earlier <laughs> um <laughs> as long as you're going to punish our viewers why not just show them the whole of our warm-up <laughs> see no reason why anyway hey everybody it's book of the day but you've been here for a while right and we're so glad to be back. Let's address the elephant to the room. We were gone, and now we're back. Hi, Steve. What's our book today? Hello, everybody. <laughs> I want to offer a, a small note of commiseration to all of you who wrote letters to uh, the Wisconsin government, to the FCC. If you were ambitious enough to write to the Vatican, we're back anyway. Okay, <laughs> so you can keep your little write-ins to yourself. <laughs> what's nice about Wisconsin books are back. <laughs> what's nice about Wisconsin mail is we'll going to get those letters next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get them someday in the spring thaw. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You, as if I have to say, it is Steve Donahue, of course, our book critic at large, and we are so thrilled to have him back uh, for back for a new year of talking about books. It's what we're going to do in this space, and we're glad you're along for the ride too. And we're starting off with uh, a bang yeah we thought that the few of you who stuck around through our long hiatus we should do our best to alienate you <laughs> right out of the gate <laughs> light, light it up steve <laughs> our first book is i am confident in saying this is the most surreal public document ever to come out of the united states of america i have read it and uh, I would urge you all to read it, regardless of your political affiliation. And it is the January 6th report. So, so let me add here, Steve, I uh, perused the reviews on Goodreads prior to our broadcast today, because I was really interested how people were going to respond to it. And I thought maybe some people... This has reviews on Goodreads? Ample, ample. And oh let me tell you, it's not even political. I was really proud of the reviewers over there. Not only is it not political, but they're raving. They're like, this was so riveting. Is that true? It is. Oh, wow. All right. If you if you take a gigantic step back and make yourself as impartial and Vulcan as possible, it is riveting reading. It is riveting reading. It is skullduggery. It is violence. It is serving members of Congress coming literal arm's length away from mobs that would have killed them. Literally, I turned left in a corridor instead of right, and so I'm still alive. Wow. Which has not happened in the halls of the U.S. Capitol ever. Ever. So that part of it, it is gripping reading. Someone definitely massaged this volume. And that person was clearly on vacation in Tahiti when the Mueller report came out because they did not <laughs> massage the Mueller report. However... The 9-11 Commission report did read along these lines. Yeah. It was also thrilling. Certainly. Certainly. Uh, but this is the most surreal public document that has come out of the United States because it, it's 
it's a document dispassionately chronicling an attempt to overthrow the government of the United States. It's an unexpected document, that's for sure. I did not think that we would have, you know, asked me two years ago, I didn't think we'd ever have this conversation, and yet here we are. And the the January 6th report itself very much does not actually bill itself that way. I'm billing it that way. Because if you as a sitting president of the United States can use a mob and force and, again, turning left instead of right, just an arm's length away, let's say the death of legislators, if you can use those things to nullify an election, you're not going to lose the subsequent election that you get instead. It it is an attempt to overthrow the government. If you overthrow a lawful election, you are overthrowing the government. I don't understand the people who say that is hyperbole. What do they think the government is if it isn't that? <laughs> the military? I, right, I, I right. honestly don't know what those people are thinking. This this report chronicles an extremely meticulous attempt to overthrow the government of the United States. And it was put out by a select committee. It was not a full committee because the Republican leadership did not want any of their members to serve on it. They no. did not want it to be bipartisan even though there was a mob banging at their door. Yeah. They yeah. did not want it to be bipartisan. and They wanted to pick their members who would be on the committee and all of their original picks were shot down. And one could assume that they were worried about the survival of their party at that point, because if, any, if anyone crosses that line, that speaks volumes. And they need to make it look like, oh no, it's witch hunt number 74 from those people. That's what right. they need. I mean, you know, the, so. The reason why... Democratic leadership, Nancy Pelosi specifically, shot down the original recommended Republicans for the committee is because the original Republicans who were recommended to serve on the committee to analyze the events of January 6th were part of the events of January 6th (laughs) and are currently being investigated by the DOJ for their complicity in disabling panic buttons, giving out advance warnings, perhaps laying down pipe bombs the night before they're under active investigation (laughs) by the government for participating in a coup to overthrow the government of course they're not going to be on a committee to understand what happened that day that is so surreally kangaroo court orwellian that i don't know how anybody with a straight face thought it would happen Uh, we're very proud uh gentlemen they are we know who they are it's only a matter of time until history tells us what Jim Jordan said yeah. for 20 minutes to Donald Trump the morning of January 6th. Yeah. It's only a matter of time until history tells us why Marjorie Taylor Greene on her second day in Congress asked for a pardon for what she did in connection with January 6th. If she was cowering in her office, she wouldn't ask for a pardon. She was obviously part of it. So right. January 6th report is preliminary. It's the first draft of what history will eventually tell us. Oh, there's going to be a sequel, you're saying. (laughs) Just hoping neither of us lives to see it. Indeed, (laughs) without a doubt. In our own uh, pride and joy from Wisconsin, the uh, Senator, Honorable Senator Ron Johnson, uh, referred. he had a different take on that, probably from the book you were talking about, where he said these were tourists, and they were taking pictures, and they were all really lovely people who, uh, nothing, you know, except for a few handful of rabble-rousers, which may have been Antifa. (laughs) So, uh, that's the Wisconsin, that's the official take out of my state. <laughs> it's mind-boggling. 
Yeah. The 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 main problem with the January sixth report. Do you have it at the library? We do not yet. We are on. A, we had an ordering lull. It's inbound. We have that and but uh, <laughs> and patrons. I apologize that and spare. They're coming soon. Stop. Stop with the angry calls. <laughs> Spare will also be coming to Book of the Day. Oh, I good. Guarantee it will be. We're not going to pass that up. It'll be a long episode. The point that I want to make about the January 6th report is actually the one we started with, which is that, okay, I want to make two, two points. One, if you're an American, it's your duty to read this thing. Mm-hmm. The, the events of January 6th clearly are going to happen again. Yeah. Regardless, again, regardless of where you stand on the political spectrum. Brazil. Brazil. Right. I mean, that that's the blueprint. The events of January 6th were the brainchild of Steve Bannon. Mm-hmm. And he has now been directly responsible, the main on-record architect, for two subsequent attempts that look exactly like January 6th, one right. in Germany and one in Brazil. He is still a free man, and he is still alive. Still has he's doing he's doing what we do. I think he's got a podcast yeah. or a talk he's got show. A yeah. He's got a federal indictment. He's been sentenced. <laughs> he's he's been tried, found guilty, and sentenced. We still can't put him in jail for contempt of Congress, no. much less have a Marine Sniper Battalion just simply take him out. As there's a always that. <laughs> he, we, he's still alive. He's still gainfully employed, and he is still fomenting rebellion against democratic rule in any country that's having an election. No. He's now done it three times. So this is going to happen again in America. So A, the main point about the January 6th report I want to make is that you should read it. And you might be confused by the, there's a, a, vi- a vast array of these things. The January 6th report itself is your property as an American. Official document. Yeah, absolutely. Without the reason you're seeing so many editions is because everybody is monetizing their introduction. Yeah. Somebody's coming along. Right. So you've got many different introductions. You can go to usgov.com and read it without any of those, or you can, it doesn't matter which introduction that doesn't, that doesn't matter at all. You, as an American, you, you should read this report. Yeah. Because there is no denying the, the actual factual reality of what was happening. Ron Johnson was wrong. This was not a tourist visit. People were smearing excrement on the walls. They were tasering cops. They were stealing things. They're on camera. They're on video, stealing podiums and keepsakes and whatnot. They recorded themselves. Yeah, this is this was not this was exactly what the world saw unfolding on that day. Extremely important for you to read. That's point number one. And point number two is the one that my esteemed producer made at the beginning of this segment, which is that it's surprisingly interesting to read. It's a nail biter. Nail biter. Yeah, it's well done. Someone wanted you to read this. Someone shaped the committee's findings into something that they would want you to read. So you should read it. What a surreal world we live in where one of the best thrillers, best political thrillers, is written by uh, somebody who didn't get into this world to become an author. <laughs> it's easily the most surreal document to come out of the United States oh. in its history. Amazing. This is a, a calm, passionate analysis of an attempt by a sitting president to overthrow the United States government Absolutely. and install himself in power. The yeah. kind of thing that once upon a time in the early 1960s, I knew a thriller writer who proposed a thriller along those lines to his publisher, Putnam. And they said, oh, come on. (laughs) They told him to write something believable. We have now all lived through that. Amazing. And this documents, this documents, this this preliminarily documents it as as well as we can be known. It's pretty clear from reading the January 6th report that 
even the January 6th committee has information it has not put in the report. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like the um, <clears throat> the um, the Mueller report, though, where it's like redacted, 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 right. redacted. I mean, this is all there. So, yeah, instead of right. redacting. Somebody took what they know. have to share and yeah. shape that into a, a forward-facing is the horrible Washington term, a forward-facing narrative. Right, right, absolutely. Even the redacted version of the January 6th report would not have, for instance, uh, the latest forensic analysis of who did disable panic buttons in congressional cloakrooms, who did provide rioters with roadmaps to hidden Excellent. Yeah, yeah. There are offices all through the Capitol, the Capitol building. It's a rabbit warrant. There are yeah. offices that you can't find unless you know what you're looking for. And they were found. They were found. Yeah. That wasn't a lucky guess. Those people, these, these, these podunks who were bust in by, you know, Charlie Kirk. Yeah. They had to be told where to find those offices. And none of the hidden offices of the Sedition Caucus were found or right. ransomed. Right. So it wasn't just random. And the, none of that has been made even, even private. I would assume that a lot of that is not even known, yeah. which is why I call this a preliminary document. But even so, as a document on its own, do not ignore it and do not fall for the spin that has been put on it by both the left-wing mainstream media and the right-wing mainstream media that the document itself is partisan. It isn't. No. It is, it is no. simply narrating actual facts, yeah. actually <laughs> happened that day. That's not partisan. And, and you're right. bearing any kind of disloyalty to your political tribe if you read yep. it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not a matter of saying that, um, you know, you're not if you like the facts or don't like the facts, there's still facts. And that's so it really by reading this book, it's OK that you don't like the facts. You shouldn't. You should be outraged in theory. But. They're still facts, and they're presented outraged. as such. They're presented a lot more than theory. <laughs> if if you read this book and you vote to return any of these seditious monsters to power, then you belong in the sequel. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the fur to fly. Oh no! <laughs> Keep in mind, episode one of season I, two, Steve. Episode one. <laughs> let's just keep in mind that. First of all, this country has been torn apart by us versus them tribalism. And you might think that the January 6th report itself is a call to further that kind of tribalism with bad guys and good guys. So for the sake of national amity, let's remember that the only bad guy here is the library that doesn't have copies for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look at all these books. Come on. <laughs> so if you want to take out your anger on somebody, just find my my producer. Uh, <laughs> anger out on him. Take a number and sit down. <laughs> That's all. Exactly. There's like a deli over there. Take a number and sit down. <laughs> In spite of my my surliness, library surliness, we are thrilled to have you back, Steve. We're thrilled to have our listeners and viewers back. This is going to be a fun, fun, this, uh, fun way to go. This was our first episode. I'm already 10 years older. <laughs> a little, little hair fell out. <laughs> it's all right. Well, you all knew that when you signed on. <laughs> Tune wait, in. Wait, like you say, you could always sign off. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow for Rogaine today. <laughs> yeah, what, are, what are we doing tomorrow? It's the, the new book, Slap Your Mother? <laughs> Something like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, down with puppies on day three. All right. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
We're going to have fun, everybody. See you tomorrow. Book of the Day is back, and we are thrilled. See you soon. <laughs>